Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game, many times bad, and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Four Star Sean. This is Tenkaichi Thomas and Mason, who is cheap. And we played... Super Dragon Ball Z. Well, damn. I don't appreciate the call out, but I'm not going to say it's wrong. I'm not cheap. I only I spend a dollar at the gas station of 50 cents. <laughs> the name comes because I'm a little bitter. Uh, Mason absolutely listen. handed me my ass listen. in playing this game. Listen, listen. Sean's really good at finding cheap moves. I'm really good at finding cheap characters. That's So, of course, Mason was like, happens. what if I played Cell? And then Thomas looks up the tier list and is like, oh, yeah, that's the S-tier character. Well, <laughs> in my de- hold on. In my defense, we only looked that up after the first I time know. I played Cell. <laughs> we know. That's what you're saying. You're good at picking them. <laughs> but it, also, tier lists don't mean shit. That they don't mean. always, but, uh, but that is, yeah, that is what people who have played this game rank uh, the character. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Super Dragon Ball Z, which is now probably my favorite Dragon Ball game, because Shock of All Shocks, it's an actual goddamn fighting game. It's 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 definitely mm-hmm. better than the last Dragon Ball game that I mean, we played. Second favorite, I really do like Fighters. Yeah, fi- up until Fighters, this is probably the only true competitive-type fighting game that had come from this franchise. Mm-hmm. There may be a few in Japan, but usually they have a lot of gimmicks and... Different things right. to make, you know, make make, make your Dragon Ball anime ass fights happening, and uh, this is very much a fighting game first and a Dragon Ball game second. Whereas mm-hmm. when we played Budokai, that's more of a Dragon Ball. That's game a Dragon first. Ball game first, fighting a fan versus a fan service game second, and a fighting game third, and a fighting game somewhere down the line. Uh, it was, Eventually, it becomes a fighting game. It's a Dragon Ball game first, a fan service game third. And the fighting game is a participation award. <laughs> Those, with the popularity of the Budokai series, because uh, at, at the time that this game came out, 2006, Budokai was on, I think, uh, uh, Tenkaichi 2, maybe 3 at this point? Well, I thought I, I, three, 3 came out, because I knew it. 3's on the a, Wii, yeah, that was but it was Wii, also on the PlayStation Wii, 2. Was, all, was it PS2? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Again, like we talked about this um, before we started the podcast. I am constantly forgetting how how much longevity the PS2 had. Well, when yeah. you're the highest selling console of all time, mm-hmm. you're going to last a while. It, it lasted a long it time. Lasted, the last game for the PS2 was 2014. Yep. Yeah, that's the right. Game, it was it was a it was, so, a, it was FIFA, a soccer it was game, FIFA, right? It was FIFA. Yeah, FIFA 14. Keep in mind, that is the year the PS4 came out, yep. I believe. Yeah. So, uh at this point in time, Dragon Ball games were really uh, big rosters, uh, smashing toys together, uh, and you weren't as concerned about 
balance or fighting games. Your goal was to get your two powerful figures uh, fighting each other and being the coolest shit you could see. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whereas this game is absolutely a fighting game developed, yes. you know, by uh, uh, Noritaka Fu- Funamizu. Uh, which was from the company Akira and Crafts and Meister, and it's the guy who worked on a lot of Street Fighter games. A lot of Street Fighter, a lot of Dark, lot of, lot of Dark Stalkers, just a little bit of everything fighting game related, basically, especially for Capcom. Yes, and I think the the big one that he did for Street Fighter would have been was two. Yes, the yeah, game he, that you know a billion different versions of the well, same game he, would he come out. He did also like three versions of two. He did Super, he did Turbo, and he did Hyper. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it, this game also, uh, it, Japan is not unfamiliar to lots of Dragon Ball uh, arcade games. There, but at the time, a lot of the arcade games had been more of the arena fighters. Mm. Uh, there were there were a lot. There are some really people say some of the best Dragon Ball games, but are arena fighters that are only arcade games that you can only play in Japan. Right. Uh, so, like this being an arcade game first, and it came out in arcade in 05 before getting the PS2 port in 06, mm-hmm. it, it definitely is a hundred percent built. For that sort of audience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that competitive fighting game audience, which I think really does work for Dragon Ball. Uh, we've seen it now with this and, and, of course, with fighters years later mm-hmm. that you can absolutely do that. It's just sometimes uh, the, the the biggest detractor of this game a lot of times were that it felt slow when you came back from, say, like the Budokai games, which are a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but actually... You can see as you get comfortable with the controls and you start doing things, this game can move really fast. It, it, it does. It, it is lightning fast. It's similar to the last anime fighting game we played, which was Gundam, mm-hmm. where it feels slow to start. But the but as you get comfortable with the controls and you start doing things and you start pulling out the, out the occasional super moves uh, and you figure out what your, what your style is going to be and you figure out some of the technicalities, this game flows really well. Yeah, we... This is the one Dragon Ball game up until Fighters that was considered like an actual fighting game. Yes. Like Sean said. So, me being me, Sean pauses to look at the command list and I see quarter circles and I'm like, I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) Chewie, we're home. And me going, oh no, I'm bad at quarter circles. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, kind of going back to the speed of this game, I don't think it quite approaches Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom no. 3 speed, but it's it's no, close. It's, it's pretty close. Yeah, it, it is very speed wise. It is very similar to Street Fighter. Uh, yeah, Street Fighter. Very similar. Which is honestly where this guy's comfort zone is. It feels a lot like a. I mean, he also worked on some SNK games, so mm-hmm. to me, it felt very similar to a King of Fighters. It did actually. Yeah, a lot of that. So. I think because of the pedigree uh, behind this game that you would think that there might be an audience for it. Uh, You'd be right in Japan. You'd be right in Japan, yeah, but here... No. But everywhere else. It kind of... It kind of was... It kind of was just kind of not looked at well uh, in the States. It wasn't that it wasn't reviewed well. It's, It's got mostly 7s out of 10s. Across the board, there's a few lower numbers. I, I feel like I saw that like X Play had like it gave it like a three or something like that, 
three out of five. Oh, uh, out of five. I thought you yeah. meant like three out of ten. I was like, God damn. Or a six like, out of ten. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so like, I think its low score was a five out of ten. I think I saw. So like, really? Yeah, Eurogamer gave it a five out of ten. Right, that is. But majority is majorities are sevens. It's majority seven. It was a seventy four point three eight percent on uh, on game rankings and seventy two out of a hundred on Metacritic. So yeah, that 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 seems more like. That, that that seems more realistic for this game. Like a seven out of ten is, mm-hmm. I think more what this game. Like five out of, a five out of ten game for me is a game that makes me feel nothing playing it. And this this certainly wasn't that. I felt I felt I I, I, I had a good time with this with this mm-hmm. game. It was it, it was very fun. It was a seven out of ten sort of fun. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a five out of ten to me would be like comp- like really boring. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. was not boring at all. Yeah, five out of ten to me is like I I'm with Mason. Like five out of ten is just I feel nothing. Yeah. Like I just that could it, not care. That it's way. not bad, but you just don't have much feeling for it. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's, exactly. yeah, exactly. Whereas this, there's a lot to this game. Um, it it all it, it is uh, to give you a couple of the numbers on it. It is the sixth uh, PlayStation Two Dragon Ball game to be released. Seventh, wow. if you're counting the repackaging of Budokai 3 for Greatest Hits, but sixth, mm-hmm. different game. Right. So we had the three Budokais, Tenkaichi 1 and 2, and Super and Dragon Ball uh, uh, Z. Uh, they actually would later package this game with Tenkaichi 1 and 2 as a trilogy game set to try to get boost the sales. It also released at, uh, instead of, you know, full price of a lot of games, it released in America at $40. Wow. So uh, instead of like fifty or sixty, like they, I, I think they kind of knew that this maybe was going to struggle a bit in the American audiences and tried mm-hmm. to do things to make it uh, sellable. When it comes to fighting games, American audiences they normally just stick with what they know. They stick with our Street Fighters. They stick with our Mortal Kombat's. Other They're a very fighting, loyal breed. Other mm-hmm. fighting games don't really do things here. Like, who's ever heard of Melty Blood? Mm-hmm. Or who's what? ever... Yeah, exactly. Or who's ever heard of um, Super Dragon Ball Z? Especially when most Dragon Ball fans in the U.S. probably want those more arena fighters. So, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No. I'm just saying that's I love... There are so many of the arena fighters I love uh, in this franchise. So, like, yeah. But this franchise, something that we've talked about in a couple of uh, game franchises is you can get trapped in doing the same thing all the time. And this franchise can absolutely be in so many different genres and types. So I don't like when it just gets pigeonholed into one type of either fighting game or just type of franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And and kind of of going back to what uh, Thomas was saying, there is, there is sadly a reason why games like clay fighters and Jack food didn't have a really big professional, uh, professional ring to them. They just didn't catch on. I think I'll make a legit point every time it's like, yeah, yeah, shame this bad thing didn't catch on. We, you, you. I say that, but I do that shit too, so I, I'm a fucking hypocrite. So. I, think, I think my final point on kind of the reaction to this game, it also was in kind of the dead period of Dragon Ball. Uh, GT had fully finished, I think, a year, maybe two years before this. And now a lot and of people like people GT. At GT is kind of, you know, it's American finish, obviously. It finished in, in Japan in 96, so, you know. Uh, but in America, it fully aired. Uh, this is the dead period. I think Wrath of the Dragon is the last Dragon Ball thing we would get until uh, Yo, Son Goku, and his friends, uh, which was the uh, 
OVA in uh, 2010, which was the first animation in like 15 years that they'd done. See, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is where you realize Sean's a Dragon Ball fan. Yeah. Because he said, yo, Son Goku, and all I imagined was yo, Yogi, but with Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> yo, Son Goku is so po- famous because it's the one that introduced Tarble. Who? Oh, yeah. Vegeta's, Vegeta's brother. brother. Oh, Vegeta. Bullshit. Tarble. Vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> didn't you literally didn't... get it? I made that joke while we were playing it. I didn't realize it was a real thing. Uh, anyway, uh, so it was a dead period for Dragon Ball, really until Battle of Gods came out in the uh, early uh, 2010s. We Dragon Ball was just kind of it wasn't dead. It had a fan base, but it wasn't the rabid fan base. And then Battle of Gods. And Resurrection F came out and made a ton of money. You had, obviously, games like Fighters uh, and Xenoverse absolutely sell Buku. so much. And, so, and so, this was during, like, kind of a lull. It was kind of during the lull, yeah, before before Super was a thing, before uh, uh, Dragon Ball uh, kind of came back to the, the surface, uh, wor- the worldwide surface. So, uh, and also kind of just in the way anime was at the time, you know, you had your things like Naruto and One Piece and Bleach uh, were kind of taking over the shonen uh, vacuum that had kind of disappeared from. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a reason when you look up the shonen trilogy, it's those three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were the 2000s at that point, and Naruto video games were big sellers, so, mm-hmm. uh, so that's, that's where I... That's pretty much where all of my Naruto knowledge is from. I never really watched the anime. It's all from the games. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's kind of why this game didn't do well. But uh, it, as we've, as you kind of can catch on from here. It's a pretty good game, a pretty good fighting game uh, with a lot of cool things. So let's dive a bit into the the gameplay of this and and what it was like playing it. Uh, uh, we, Street we, Fighter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We we played uh, we played a bunch of verses, but we also did explore some of the one player stuff. There's a lot of customization that we didn't really get into a ton uh, playing, but you can customize your character, and as you unlock stuff, you can uh, you can build kind of the skill set you want for your character, which right. is it, it just spells uh, competitive play. It's also it also kind of feels like a precursor to what the Xenoverse games would do. Very early precursor. Uh, but yeah, but mm-hmm. a little bit. I get what you're saying. And yeah. if this game had been online, like it's set up like yeah. the cards, it feels like it's a precursor to a lot of that online uh, uh, gameplay stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, our primary gameplay that we did was in the versus mode. That is where yes. we, we we sat the majority where in this. I say it plays like Street Fighter, but this game is in the third dimension. Mm-hmm. It has kind of the three uh, D fighting thing, like Tekken or something. Yeah, I was gonna say it almost feels like a, like a kind of a. Uh, uh, halfway point between like a street fighter and a tekken yeah yeah it, 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 considering where street fighter was at this point uh and because this was 2006 yeah yeah well, i'm doing great yeah so like 2d fighters in general weren't great they weren't 2d fighters didn't do shit until street fighter 4 came out in 2008 mm-hmm. which single-handedly revived the genre but that wasn't here then the last street fighter mainline game was in 1997. So you've got a lot of the Tekken and Soul Calibur elements of being able to move all around and dodge, uh, not just you know back and forth, but left and right. Uh, mm-hmm. I 
I didn't really feel like the fighting took as much advantage of the third dimension as like a t- as like Tekken does. I don't think it did as much because again, it is very the Street Fighter style, mm-hmm. which is very much in the the two D plane. So I, I don't think it was, but it is there, uh, and you can as it, I, I'm sure as you get go- really good in this game, you can start utilizing that a lot more, as well as you can fly. So like you can go up and down, back and forth, right and left. You you have a lot of different directions you can move to set up uh, your combos. Yeah, that being uh, that uh, what I what I said before. That being said, though, this is probably one of like only a few of these ty- of these like 3D type fighters that I've seen that really takes advantage of the environments. Yes, they look really good and really detailed. And I I noticed that while I was playing that as you're moving around, it's like oh this. This feels, this well, feels really good, and it, it's, it's, it's the last, the the last game that I played that I can think of that kind of did something like that. Admittedly, was the very first game we played on this on this podcast, Rise of the Imperfects, mm-hmm. as we continue to call back to it. Even though the, even though I don't think the environments really looked that good, they were they 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 were pretty in, they were pretty interesting looking. They took advantage of the space really well, and this game does the same. Something that. Budokai 3 really started to capitalize on was destructible environments. Like, your environments changed, you got to throw throw each other through walls. Things that would be a lot in, like, the Injustice games or the De- Dead or Alive games, a lot. Uh, Mortal Kombat, those sort of things where you can stage uh, change, change a lot. Well, there's not a ton of that in this game. There is a little bit. But the environment's all being destructible. Like, you can throw someone through a wall. You can, yes. uh, you can uh, knock people you know, uh, trees down and things around is really cool, uh, especially because the aesthetic, unlike, say, the Budokai games, which are trying to recreate the anime look and mm-hmm. feel, this is very much the manga look and feel, but colorized. Yeah, yes. I, I really enjoy the look of this game. Let's get that out of the way. For a 2006 game, this game is damn gorgeous. This yes. game looks really... It's like, I... It's probably the best looking game I've ever seen on the PS2 because it looks... It looks like an early GameCube game, which I know sounds like an insult, but it's not. It, it's a compliment. I, don't, I definitely wouldn't say best looking, but I think in terms of stylization, they were they stylized think, it in a way so those graphics stayed really good. Yeah, uh, this is this well. is the way that I think PS2 graphics are very hit and miss sometimes, but stuff like this, Okami, Beautiful Joe, yes, mm-hmm. yes, that kind of style really popped on the PS2. Yes. Uh, you know, and you can say the same thing on the GameCube with things like Wind Waker. Uh, yes. You know, that, that very, that cell-shaded look. And again, if we do ever go down the Budokai 2 or 3 rabbit hole on, on this uh, podcast and talk about either of those, they did go to the shell-shaded shaded look instead of the uh, blocky models of the first one. Yeah, which, which yeah. It looks, a, it, it just, for anime-based games, uh, making them look more of the manga aesthetic I think works really well instead of the blockier look that we saw in Budokai or later on we would see in Jump Force. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going to go. Or even a... This isn't a terrible looking game, but One Piece World Seeker goes for the more realistic mm-hmm. environments. And Jesus Christ. It's not terrible, but it's one of those things where it's like, why did they, why did they go that route? Yeah. The big Cut, question uh, mark. Yeah. Kind of uh, going back to the destructible uh, environments thing. One of my favorite things that you can that you can do in this game. It's one of my favorite anime tropes. Is when you punch or kick someone into a wall, they slam into it, and the wall around them breaks. Mm-hmm. I really love that. 
you also, there's element in this game that you can get on the other side of the wall, and the wall's still intact, and you can jump, you can power through the wall and do an attack through, through, which is... Or punch other people through the wall. Super anime and super awesome. The, uh, the only other the only other trope that they could add into this that would make that would make me squeal even more is if they did the thing where they like uh, where you hit them and they go uh, onto the ground and they leave the trail behind them, mm-hmm. the little dirt trail as they like land. But the, as far as a, the ground, as far as a fighting game goes, it has all of the stables you expect with your fighting game. Yeah. Uh, yes, and uh, it has. The, the thing that was impressive is from the, the, not just the menu, from your pause menu, you can customize your controls to where you want each yes. button on it from the yes. pause menu. So if you don't like your power attack being a certain button, you can change it to any button just from that pause menu, which is mm-hmm. actually like a lot of games would have that from a main menu. But in the pause menu, I was like, that is really cool. Yeah, uh, it is cool that you can change them on the fly like that. Uh, yeah, and so it, it just, it felt very... It felt very tailored to being able to make it your style. Like, you could become... Uh, you could make it your how you wanted to play the game. You have a lot of customizable ability to do that. And honestly, we said this plays like Street Fighter, but the more I'm thinking about it, that's only with the motions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's only with Quarter Circle and whatever. Because Street Fighter has six attack buttons. This has two. But it doesn't feel, like, limited at all. It still feels really fun and really yeah. solid. There's the, a light yeah. attack and there's a heavy attack, but... I'll be honest, I actually kind of dug that. I like that mm-hmm. only two attack buttons. You had a block button. You had your jump button, which I barely used, but it was there. Yeah. So, so the, the the nicest thing that I can say about this game is that, um, unlike, unlike Budokai, which it's been a while since we played the game, correct me if I'm wrong, you actually like play through some stories in the anime? Yes. That, unlike, the one player, yeah, yeah, you play through the unlike, unlike that game, which straight up has moments from the anime, this felt the most like I was playing an epi- like playing mm-hmm. a fight scene in the show. And the B- Budokai didn't it didn't really feel mm-hmm. like that. And this one I could feel like oh all the as they're like punching past each other and flying around and stuff and pushing people away, I felt like I was I was playing a fight scene that I could watch mm-hmm. in the anime and that felt really awesome. Yeah. Uh which is something uh I think when Dragon Ball gets its games right it's when you get that feeling yeah, uh you know you can go back to uh i can't remember if it's super batoden or if it's the other in any uh super nes game but one of them your health and your energy is tied to the same meter so the oh, lower your health oh. is the bigger attacks you can pull out and oh, so it oh, has the uh, oh, so it has that feeling of like if you have low health you can pull out your supers there and it, make I comebacks when you when you were explaining it, I thought it was like the lower health, the lower no, like, no, no. Bar. So I was like, well, that kind of sucks. No, the other, I I, I really like yeah, that. Yeah, I can't remember know. which if that's hyperdimension or if that's super batoden. It's more of the two games do that. That sounds like an which, awesome mechanic. Those two games, unfortunately, only I think super batoden only got a localization on the 3ds, which came with the uh, uh, on the store when it was there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if hyperdimension ever had a localization. Wow. The store when it was there. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace to the 3DS eShop. But, uh... Rest in spaghetti. Never, never forget it. So at this point, Dragon Ball fans in America had gotten Final Boot, Budokai 1 through 3, Budokai Tenkaichi 1 and 2, Ultimate Battle 22. As far as fighting games in America we'd gotten. So, to finally get a fighting game, I... I, I, this maybe goes back to some of the reaction of it, but also, like, 
it really feels like this game came out at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of my view is like, if it had come out maybe a few years later, after maybe some of the burst limits and the uh, raging blasts, as the arena fighters were kind of finishing off their reign, uh, I think this game might have found a bigger audience. But I, I just have a whole lot of fun playing this game, even though I am very bad at Street Fighter games, so I was not good at this game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, kind of an odd, uh, kind of an odd change of subject. I actually really like the roster of this game. Yes, it is small by Dragon Ball game standards. It's very, especially at the time. It's but, small by fighting game standards in general, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many characters? I are think there? it's eighteen when you unlock them all. Uh, that's actually not bad. Eighteen. Because I think well, you start with thirteen characters and you unlock well, five. Unlockable. Well, let's put it in perspective. Street Fighter Six just launched with 18 characters. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow. But it is very small for Dragon Ball uh, characters, especially coming off of... Uh, we're not quite to Tenkaichi 3, but coming off of Tenkaichi 2, which had 50-something, I think it was. Yeah, so. but uh, I like the roster because it feels small and compact, but every character's like, hey, yeah, these, guy, these guys I want to play as. Mm-hmm. I want to play as Goku. I want to play as Gohan, Piccolo, Vegeta... Who wants to play as Chi-Chi? Me, bitch. <laughs> that is one of the big draws of this game. It's the first time Chi-Chi, I believe, appeared in a game, a fighting game. And I believe to this point it is still the only time Chi-Chi from the 23rd uh, uh, Tenkaichi tournament in Dragon Ball, uh, that skin appears. Mm-hmm. And so it, it does have that going forward. It also has an unlockable Mecha Frieza that is a redesign from Akira Toriyama. Hmm. Dragon Ball fans, that's cool. You know, yeah. everybody else, uh, okay, but... <laughs> well, the, yeah, there you go. It's like, Dragon Ball fans, cool, everyone else, what? <laughs> but my, I think my favorite thing about this roster is from the get-go, all the main characters, all the characters that you, like, that, that should be there, are there. Yeah, you have And the unlockables go. are just not variations of the characters, but they, there's nobody aside from unlocking Videl who is the only character who doesn't have an, a, a version already there. So, you know, you know, you can unlock King Piccolo from Dragon Ball, New Mecha Frieza. You can unlock Majin Vegeta and uh, 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 Ultimate Gohan. All of these, they have versions of their characters already in the game. So it's not like, well, I, I don't have a Gohan to play. I have to go through all the unlock to unlock, which is one of the things we talked about in Gundam was the amount of unlockables that yeah. it took to get things. Mm-hmm. And giving you a roster from the beginning even though it is a small roster of the characters, like the initial characters, okay, I want to play these guys. Uh, I think that's really good in making your unlockables more just like those fun characters. Yeah. I think that's how that's how most fighting games do it. But with the amount of fighting games we've played that fuck it up, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we'll point it out when we get it. Yeah, I mean, anime fighting games in particular a lot of times are like, yeah, unlock, you know, you have to unlock to get the cool characters. Like, I'll bring, it's a bad game, but I'll bring up Final Boot here. You know, it has... Its coolest characters are hidden and uh, and are unlockable that are very hard to get, and you just have to put a cheat code to get them in, you know? I will, if you're going to play a GT game, you want to play a Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Like, that's the thing you want, and that is a more or less a cheat code to get it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Ultimate Battle 22 as well did that where... Uh, if you put in a cheat code at the beginning, it could become Ultimate Battle 27, and you add five characters. It was Kid Goku, Master Roshi, and a couple other characters. But, like, 
it's nice just to have your actual characters mm-hmm. from the get-go. And mm-hmm. unlocking is about collecting Dragon Balls as you're uh, playing through with your customized character, making a wish, and then unlocking characters. It, it is actually a really like, okay, it just wants me to play the game. I don't have to do any weird skill challenges. I don't have to do yes. anything to get it. I just right. need to play yes. the game. I'll unlock stuff. And... But this game is this game is built for multiplayer. That's what it is. Yes. It is yeah. here for you to be able to play with your friend and play, you know, a incredibly competent uh, uh, fighting game that would have had if it had popular would have had a absolute competitive scene. Yeah, I did, that is that is one thing that I really like about the unlockable characters is that they feel obtainable. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh you have to play eighteen you have to play and win eighteen million rounds to unlock mm-hmm. Krillin. You know, it's not it's. They're not impossible to, to unlock. I do I, I do really like that. Mm-hmm. Play for 20 hours to unlock Mewtwo, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those sort of things. So I just, I think that is just a nice little touch. Is it something like that we should be like, oh my gosh, it's revolutionary or crazy it did this? No, but it's, it's, it's nice little touches to this. Uh, also just the menus and the UI in this game. Really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really oh, yeah. good. Like the design on this game, top tier. Um... I think if I were to have a, any complaint on it, other than I'm just bad at a lot of these, the, you know, the Street Fighter fighting games, you know, I, I can't, you know, well, it's bad because I'm bad. Uh, no, right. uh, uh, I think if I'm going to have any, like, minor complaint is uh, when it comes to some of, like, the the Dragon Ball-esque things, making them more of the super moves takes away a little bit from, like, playing Dragon Ball, you know. Mm-hmm. One thing that is absolutely fun about the Budokai franchise, specifically Budokai Three, is you can you can recreate battles to the uh, as incredible ways, uh, and you're firing and everything's easy to fire off and things like that. It's because it's not meant to be a fighting you know extreme skill fighting game. Right. Uh, so again, from a Dragon Ball fan, there's a few things that maybe I nitpick on this game, but as a fighting game fan, ah, I think this is a legitimately one of the better PS2 level fighting systems. Yeah, it's very solid. I also do give credit for the amount of single player content there is because there's both an arcade mode, but then there's that Z tournament arcade mode, which is basically you leveling up your character, mm-hmm. and going around, uh, beating the shit out of anyone who passes. Like mm-hmm. that's honestly, again, that's two modes, but for a fighting game fan, that. There's been fighting games with less. Yeah. And they've come out recently. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and for, for Thomas's sake, uh, and that makes this game high up, no ring outs. Oh, yeah, thank Christ. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. ring outs are fine if you can turn them off or if you have to earn them. Otherwise, fuck them. That's kind of my mentality. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know Sean has a soft spot for them, and he made a very good point last season. But it shouldn't change my mind. Fuck them. That's fair. <laughs> but I, I think at the end, uh, as far as like all this game goes, I you know having not visited this game, I skipped over this game in the two thousands. Uh, I skipped over a lot of Dragon Ball games from Dragon Ball uh, Budokai three until my brother got one of the Xbox games and we played that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it was Burst Limit, but it might have been uh, there was there was another Xbox one. Uh, I kind of skipped over for a while and then came back to them with like the Raging Blast games on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Which are really fun. They are I fun. I really like the Raging Blast I think games. those are the best of the arena fighters. Yes. Uh, but I think 
I, there's a large part of me that kind of wishes I hadn't skipped over this game back in the day. Like, this would have been a really fun game to play with my brother at the time because yeah. we played Budokai 3 and we, you know, those were the type of things and, and the, the matches we had. This is one that, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, man, I know that a little bit of Dragon Ball, my, 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 the, not that the fandom had faded a bit, but like the interest in getting the new stuff had faded a little bit for a few years. I wish I wouldn't have skipped on this one. Like, that's just kind of the, the thing as I come back and play it, I'm like, God. Go back in time, Sean. Right. Pick it up. You're, it's that FOMO type thing. <laughs> Here's my complaint. It doesn't it doesn't make new cutscenes when you rewrite the canon and have Chi Chi beat every cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> that is something interesting, and I understand that at this point in uh, these sort of games, nobody is buying these games anymore to play the fr- the, the, the story mode through it. Because, you know, there's only so many times you can do Raditz Taboo, Raditz Taboo. Mm-hmm. But look... Ultimate Tenkaichi, not Ultimate, sorry, just Budokai Tenkaichi, uh, I think that's, it was a cable in 2. I know it's cable in 3, but like, as you play the story mode, if you do something out of canon, that sticks. Really? You can beat Nappa with Chiaotzu. Huh. Oh, Dragon yeah. Ball characters. Is that the, no, that's not the pig, is it? Don't worry it's about it. It's a little white dude. Yeah. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. I said, I said, I, I, I forgot that I'm the weeb. It's all good. Uh... It's why some some listener out there is gonna be like, ah. <laughs> but you can do a lot of these things with it, and they stuck in 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 the canon. And that's always fun, or at least have uh, alternate storylines. Yeah, like uh, Budokai did. Like Budokai did, or especially uh, Supersonic Warriors uh, Two on the DS, which we may cover that game eventually because that game is rad as hell. Uh, in fact, it's from the same developers as Fighters. Yep. So. Uh, it's fun as hell, and that has that has a lot of other things. But that has literally, like, you're going through the story mode, and you're beating things and your teams, but then it'll have an alternate story mode where something will have happened, and you go through all of them. It's really, really, really fun. So, like, those sort of, like, elements that became kind of staples of the, the franchise in different ways, there's nothing in here. There's no... It's just an arcade mode. There's no yeah. story behind it. There's no trying to tell you the sto- which, the Dragon Ball story. Which, which is another thing where, like, this is kind of lacking as a Dragon Ball game. Mm-hmm. But as a yeah. fighting game, I think it yep. surpasses a couple Dragon Ball games. So. And, and, yeah. and just little yeah, touches absolutely. keeps it going great. You know, like the Chi-Chi. Uh, having Chi-Chi in it is just really cool. Like, that's yeah. just... That's a reason enough to buy this game. Like I, I'm not gonna. A reason enough to own and play this game is you get to play as Chi Chi from the 23rd Martial Arts Tournament. Is she, not, is she not playable in a lot of them? No, I said no, not in this, this form. Is, this wow. is like the only version she's playable in this form. Yeah, weird. I mean, unironically, she became my main. I really like Chi Chi. Yeah. So. And it, I think it was clear that the uh, creators really liked Chi Chi because that's why. <laughs> Putting it in this game and uh, making her their Chun-Li in a uh, little bit. Something I probably should have actually looked up before this. Does this have arcade endings? I don't think so. Oh, oh man. That's that's, that's, that's kind of like Luster. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's lame. much of anything in, co- in, in, in terms uh, of cutscenes. Cut it's not totally surprising, but also it's like, eh. That- because, yeah, in the basic arcade mode, your last two opponents will always be Frieza and Cell. Uh, Z Survivor, you can do stuff. Yeah, I don't think, th- I do not believe there are any cutscenes in this game outside yeah. of the opening, uh, which the opening movie was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, it, again, kind of lacking in that fighting game area, but eh. In the end, this game, for as much as I can nitpick about this bullshit, it is a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. Which is it is very fun. Which is ultimately what matters at the end of the day. There's a lot of little yeah. things that would become, uh, in a lot of games, anime-based games, or even 
games in general that come out of it, you know, you cannot change the uh, audio tracks. You can't change it to uh, uh, English or Japanese. It is just whatever country you're in, that's what you're getting. Yeah, uh, so we had to listen to the American dub, and every weeb just died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, because that that's not that's a really fun one of the things that's great about fighters, and I've played through a lot of it with both. Is you can easily change it back and forth and sometimes you're like yeah you know what i want to play with the japanese voices now i want to play with the english you know it, it's it's a really fun aspect to it that uh was starting to exist more and more but when you don't have cutscenes, i see why they didn't do it yeah, so. I, mm-hmm. nobody really cares yeah about that. It, it doesn't matter on a lot of it uh i think the last thing i'll bring up on the game that i have it's a very simplistic but the soundtrack was pretty rad yeah yeah there's there weren't a lot of soundtrack mm-hmm. uh it's Is very techno, very fun. upbeat. Yeah, yeah. It, very techno, very upbeat, very jazzy, very, mm-hmm. very funky, very, very funky. But uh, it's a lot of a lot of fun little little Dragon Ball, and it's not from Yamamoto, so it's not plagiarized work, <laughs> right? Well, we made the joke like, "Hey, it's like Seinfeld," and Sean's like looking up, "Oh, well, goddamn!" It Is it? It might, <laughs> as, it might be. So it's not from the Dragon Ball composer who uh, copied uh, James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah, from yeah. Budokai Three. <laughs> so. But yeah, that that's Super Dragon Ball Z. And on this podcast, we like to ask two important questions of every game that we play. The first one is, how does this game hold up? Two thumbs up. Really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yes, two thumbs up, absolutely. It's Yeah, holds up. I think it's probably... I'm trying to think of the other fighting games that we've played. I think it might be in the, the fighting game that we've played that holds up the best. It's it's up there. It's I, up there. I, I, Street I, Fighter across Tekken is probably. Say, oh yeah, that's right. I we personally. Street, okay, so say, second best. I personally prefer Street Fighter across Tekken, but also that game is seven years yeah. uh, younger than this one. But in yeah, the PS2 era, so. we've played you know Rise of the Imperfects. We've played Yu Hakusho. We've played Budokai. Budokai. So. We've played. Uh, I know it was on the PlayStation One, but we play. It was in the two oh, era yeah, right. Gundam. Uh, Gundam, and then uh, the, the the Soul 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 Blade. Soul Blade. Soul Blade. That's what. Uh, so like we've pl- we have played a, a decent in the PlayStation era. Uh, graphically, yeah, this game holds up. Honestly, better than any of those games that I listed, yeah. because outside of Gundam, all of those games went with more of a model-based, uh, you know, Soul Calibur will continue doing model-based and will look amazing as it goes on, mm-hmm. uh, but Soul Blade but, was very 90s. <laughs> that's kind of the problem with any time they try to do modern systems or uh, modern realistic graphics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons where hot take i don't think games should strive for realistic graphics as often as they mm-hmm. do because again this game still looks good meanwhile uh i really did like this game a lot but stranglehold goes for the more realistic mm-hmm. stuff on a next generation console and it doesn't look as good but you can also just you know the two we, the two dragon ball games we've played Budokai oh, yeah, went Budokai. for a model-based, anime-based, you know, trying to re- recreate that. And this one is cel-shaded, you know, 2D-esque, but in a 3D environment feeling. Mm-hmm. And one of those games looks great. And one of those games... Looks like Play-Doh. Nobody is playing it for the way it looks. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Budokai, but you ugly. <laughs> I, lo- yeah. I love you, Budokai, but I love you for the inside. <laughs> <laughs> but also something like Yu Yu Hakusho that is kind of a model with a little bit of a cell shade look does does not age as well as this game. Yeah. Uh, this game, it, this game looks really well. And I think also, uh, as far as a fighting engine, 
it's an engine that's going to hold up. There's a reason Street Fighter 2 is still a great fighting game. Yeah, mm-hmm. all these years later. You know, like, and there's a reason we, why a lot of the 3D fighting games of the the PlayStation early PlayStation era haven't held up tremendously well. Uh, not at so all, like no. I, I think that's one of those where because it has such a good fighting engine, it was going to hold up over these years. Yeah. The second question that we ask of every game that we play, would you like to see a remake or reimagining of this game in a modern setting? So with this with this game specifically, I don't think I would really want anything other than like oh if it's just if it's you know if there's a port of it thrown onto like the uh, Xbox or PlayStation digital stores or the Nintendo digital store mm-hmm. for that matter, I probably wouldn't want anything uh, more than that. But I would like a different Street Fighter game that plays like this because the at the because there's. Because Dragon Ball has become so much more than it was when this game came out, and I would like to see more at more of the newer aspects of of Dragon Ball in a game that mm-hmm. plays like this. See, I'm kind of on the same page, but I'm going with the opposite direction. Where Dragon Ball kind of has their traditional fighting game now, it's right as hell. It's fighters. It's really good. Yeah. But also, you know, like I would like to see this engine for other animes. Yeah, like, you, you know, know, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. a, a jump force type game in this. Yeah, like, I, I, I think, game, but with this style, yeah, because yes, uh, yes. you know, either something like this, you know, because Fighters kind of follows a little more in the Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. realm of type of games. But yeah, a a, a shonen anime fighting game that kind of is more focused on the fighting game. That way, you're not like sitting there and going, "Huh," you know. Don't think Naruto can beat Goku, but all right, you know. But in yeah, this yeah, sort of style, yeah. you're not worried about power levels or anything like that. You're just two characters fighting each other. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of my thought process. I would like, yeah, a Jump Force game or maybe even something that's based on an entirely different anime. Like, uh, honestly, we talked about Dark Tournament. Maybe Yu Yu Hakusho in a style like this would be pretty Yeah, good. Yeah, actually mm-hmm. would be pretty cool considering the only United States fighting game we got was <laughs> Dark, <laughs> Dark Tournament. Tournament. So, oh, no. Uh, uh, for Yu Yu Hakusho. So that would be yeah something that I could see. I don't think I need a remake of this game. Uh, as you said, Fighters is a really good fighting game. Uh, also, this game is not that hard to get a hold of. <laughs> um, uh, and it, as we said, it holds up really well. And if you have a PS2, you know, you can just boot it up and play with your friends. Right. What I would like to see is I would like to see some of these games remastered. I'd love if they put a bunch of these, the PlayStation 2 era Dragon Ball games on one remastered. Yeah, you like know? one big collection. Yeah, give me... Give me the Budokais and the Tank Budokai Tenkaichi's and uh, Super Dragon. Give me, give me the PS2 era Dragon Ball games. Yeah. You can make it two games, but make you know just a remaster. You can yeah. update it to yeah. an HD HD remaster look. But yeah, all have- those games are PlayStation S controls. You can just put them on a PS5, and you don't have to worry. The controls work. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to do any updates. I don't think I need anything new from this type of this game. But I would love to be able to have it. Like on a more, I think other. I think I legitimately think if you drop this game now, just an HD remaster of this, maybe with some of those other games, I think this is the game that would stick out as a potentially with a more competitive scene if yeah, you dropped I it could, today. I could see this yeah. game at an Evo. I could see this game at an Evo or something. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. that that's kind of where I, I'd look at this, uh, and also just because Budokai Tenkaichi Three is really expensive, and I would like this game. <laughs> put them all on a rematch so I can play them all Infinite uh, World Infinite World as well those are the two PS2 games that I don't own that are just so expensive uh, 
But why, why are they so expensive? Are they rare? Yeah, kind of. Uh, but I, I think Tenkaichi Three on the PlayStation is like a hundred and something dollars, geez. and Infinite, Infinite World might be more. Infinite World was like two hundred. Yeah, Infinite World was expensive. Uh, so, but I think in the end, I, I I like this game. I like what this game I, offered. It was something very different to what was being offered at the time. Yeah. And it, again, I love the arena fighters. I really mm-hmm. do. But sometimes you want a more typical grounded fighting game, and this is where this comes in. It gives you a, a change of a change of play. And uh, look, we played a Dragon Ball game that Mason didn't spend the entire time going. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make yes. a I was gonna yes. make a similar joke, but more Mason spent the entire time going who did yeah 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 Mason I, could could know, focus on the gameplay instead of uh, trying to being figure confused. out confused yeah one one of these days we're actually going to play an anime game where I, and I'll have watched the anime and I will be less confused today is not that day but one of these days <laughs> one of these day. days it's it's going it's gonna happen I'm gonna I'm gonna educate myself on some on. On some of that weeaboo stuff. <laughs> but what do you guys think? Do you like this game? Did you get a chance to play it when you were younger, or in the two, when it came out, or uh, like me? Are you experiencing it later in life? Well, you can let us know. Drop that email to us at bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Or if you'd like us to play a game, maybe there's an anime game or a different Dragon Ball game that you want to see us play and talk about. Well, you can do that. Subscribe to our Super Bleephead tier over on Patreon, patreon.com slash whatthebleep. That's patreon.com slash whatthebleep. No. $15 a month, and we'll play that game as long as it doesn't break the bank. So sorry if you want us to play Ultimate Tenkaichi 3. No. Yeah. We, 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 we're also going to have to win the lottery to go with that. No. <laughs> you flubbed up the Patreon. Now our subscribers will go from zero to zero. <laughs> and we'll be back next time. With some ninjas. I liked it.